podcast. This parenting bullshit is hard, am I right? From sleepless nights with newborns to sleepless nights with teens, from potty training to sending them off to college, I'm here to get you through it all as your mommy mentor. My name is Erin Kennedy Health, and I'm a registered nurse and a mom of three. I have professional experience with moms and babies as a postpartum nurse, which keeps the newborn and postpartum transition fresh in my mind. I have 17 years of parenting experience as well. For information on this podcast and more, go to mommymentorpodcast.com. Parents, grab a cup of whatever you prefer and settle in for the next episode. Hey there, mommies. It's Erin, your mommy mentor. We're back to talk about teenage parenting, not parents who are teens, but parenting teens, which is what I am in the thick of right now. And it is, oh man, it is so ridiculous. Uh, If you are going through it, you know what I'm talking about. And it's a stage that no one really talked to me about. No one you know how like complete strangers have unsolicited advice for just everything when you're pregnant, when you have a baby, when you have a toddler, when you're, you have a little school age child, so many pieces of advice that you get from people that you didn't even ask for sometimes. And I got no advice at all about parenting teenagers other than jokes about hormones, raging hormones and attitudes. And it's like, these are not helpful things to be told is what I'm discovering because I, I thought it would be funny. (laughs) I thought it would be like, Oh, this is ridiculous. And our teenagers are ridiculous. And this is, this is teenagers. Ha ha. Very funny thing is I am completely emotionally unprepared for how to, um, parent these children myself. I, I, it's, the emotions that I am experiencing are, I, I don't know how to deal with them. And I didn't, I wasn't prepared, fully unprepared for, for these emotions because it's already hard enough to know that you need to, you're parenting a teenager and you know, you have like a few years left theoretically. And on top of wondering if you've done it all, if you've done what you needed to do, if you've taught them what you need to teach them, if you've raised them well, if they're, if you, you know, they're going to be productive citizens, if you've done your best job, you're worried about all those things, but you also sit here and have to do the whole struggle of, and balance of letting go, but hanging on. You're still their parent. They are still children and they are still under your roof. And there's a certain amount of respect and rules that come with those things. And then they become adults. And when I say adults, I don't mean 18 years old, because let's be real. 18 is not an adult. Our brains are not done developing until we're like 25 years old. So that's when the law determines that they are an adult, which let's not get me started on that whole concept when we're making adult decisions, but our brains are not mature enough because science is one of my favorite things to say, but I'm just like fully blindsided by the emotions that I'm experiencing as a parent right now. So I thought we could talk about them because if there's anyone else sitting here going, what the heck happened to my child? I was not prepared for these uh, emotions from them or me. 
then, you know, you, you need to hear this as much as I needed to hear it or as much as I needed to think it. I didn't know that this was normal. I thought, oh, my God, I must be doing a bad job. I must be because they're crazy. They've overnight turned into psychopaths. And I mean, I have tons of examples. It's just ridiculous. And some of it's funny to where you can just be like, this is so ridiculous. It's it's comical. But some of it's so ridiculous that you're just like more frustrated than you've ever been as a parent. And this person who you're trying to parent is now old enough to know things about the world, to uh, develop a strong argument. In my case, my daughter has done debate since seventh grade. So I'm basically arguing with a lawyer at my house. And then they have picked up things from other people. I've been gaslit by my very own children. And I'm like, excuse me, no, what are we doing? Where did you learn that? Because I sure as heck don't do that. And you have not learned that from me. So it's just crazy because you're just like, this is not a two-year-old that has, you know, minimal two-year-old logic. I'm sitting here arguing with a, a person who has logical thoughts and arguments and you know, because they are still children, they're not always logical and completely composed and rational, but they, they do make sense. And sometimes it's like, I'm baffled because I'm like, oh yeah, good point. And I'm sitting here going, oh great. Yeah. My daughter just disproved my whole point right there. And now all I, all the things I just said about X, Y, Z is out the window. Fantastic. So just let's get the ball rolling with a ridiculous story. Okay. So my bestie, she lives in, in Denver. I live in Minnesota. And so I don't see her a lot. She doesn't see my kids a lot. We, you know, we do the best we can. And once a year for the past few years, we've been driving our family to her house and staying for a week. And it's super fun. All the kids are having a great time. And we're like kind of living in a big house together. And it's like, ooh, super fun. It's like sister wives, but in the non-polygamous way. Um, and so we're there and I'm doing dishes. I'm standing at the sink doing dishes. Of course, the water is hot. I'm done doing dishes. I turn off the water, walk away. My daughter comes up to the sink to wash her hands, immediately screams at me, mom. And I'm like, what, what, what is, what is happening? The water is hot. And I'm like, yeah, I, I was just washing dishes. Well, you didn't turn off the water right. And I'm like, what? Well, because I didn't turn the water to cooler before I turned it off I didn't turn off the water right but logic is tells you and I'm pretty sure we've discussed this since she was a child check the temperature of something with your hand quickly before you completely submerge and uh my bestie is just behind me just like just covering her face and chuckling like oh man this is what you're dealing with here wow 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 so it's like, it's funny like that. And it's, you know, to this day, I give her crap. I'm like, you didn't turn off the water right. And she's like, ha ha, very funny. And so it's become a joke in our house and we can all laugh about it now. But it's just like, that's how ridiculous it gets. I'm being told I didn't turn off the water right. Hmm? I didn't know there was a wrong way to turn off the water. But here we are. So it's stuff like that. And then it's emotions for me. Oh man, it has been really hard because... I'm a type A personality. I am not a huge risk taker. 
I am what my friends call the safety police. I don't, you know, I don't take risks. I'm not messing around too much. I don't, I never even as a teenager did stupid stuff. You know, that's when you supposedly take the most risks of your life. No, not me. I uh, don't like to gamble. Just lots of things like that. And so it's very hard for me to just be able to let go and trust that this person and it's not because I don't trust them. It's because I don't trust the world with them. They are my children. They are my babies. I carried them inside my body. They, I literally, that it's my beating heart, three of them walking around outside my body. If anything happened to them, one of them or multiple of them, I don't know what I would do with myself. I just, I can't, I, I can't even think about it. And so to think of this child that I've, given birth to and raised going out into the big mean world is terrifying phone alarm this is life it's time for me to do my retinol guys if you know all the words to ludicrous fantasy it's time for you to use your retinol too anyway side note it's hard really hard to let go and hang on at the same time I kind of liken it to when I remember when they were little they were toddlers and learning how to walk and I remember when they were learning how to walk up and down stairs and I was just, it was always my instinct to just go grab them and pick them up and carry them down the stairs. And I knew that that obviously isn't a good plan. They need to learn how to do the stairs. It's, it's not going to function in life if they don't know how to do stairs. It's a basic task. And I remember the daycare lady, as I was watching one of them walk down the stairs, one of the girls, when they were about two walking down the stairs and it's cement, there's cement stairs. I'm like, Oh God, we're outside. Okay. And I'm just sitting there and she can see that I'm just trying to avoid going after them because I'm terrified that they are going to get hurt by falling. And she's like, Aaron, if you don't let them try, they're never going to learn. They're never going to be capable of doing it by themselves. And that hits home still now at 17. If I don't let them go and don't let them do it themselves, they're never going to learn. And I'm only hindering them in this world in all honesty. At the same time, my drive and my need and as um, their mom to protect them and keep them safe from harm is it's got it. It's a hard thing to balance between those two things. My drive to protect them from everything dangerous and my knowledge that I need to let go and teach them things and let them do things and make mistakes even and get hurt even so that they can be functioning human beings in this world by themselves because I'm not always going to be here. That is the crazy thing about this teenage parenting stuff that I was not prepared for. I just wasn't. I like I've had to do a couple therapy appointments with my one daughter just because like the the push and pull of she's trying to be more independent and I'm trying to let her be more independent, but I'm also still trying to hang on because she just turned 17 and she just started senior year. She's not yet an adult. And even when she turns 18, even though she doesn't like me to say this, she will not be an adult develop developmentally. It's just, gosh, it's a really hard battle to do it's a really it's internal it's I know I have to let go but I also want to hang on and I know they'll always be my kids and obviously you know I still need my mom for stuff thank god she's still around at 78 years old she's right downstairs in my living room right now 
but thank goodness that my mom is still around because I still need her and I know that they're still going to need me but they're not going to need me in the same ways and it's really hard to recognize that this parenting year especially now that they're seniors is going to be just a year of transition school started on the day after labor day my husband and I were both just all in our feelings about like wow like this is this is it this is the last first day of school this is the last you know this this is the last that and like we're just gonna have to keep letting go more and more over this school year so that they can kind of take over their own lives and we've already let them do some things we've let them you know I they have checking accounts they have savings accounts I've taught them how to budget and I trust them completely with their accounts I have access to them so I keep an eye that they're not doing anything stupid uh they have been in charge of certain medical appointments of their own and certain uh follow-ups and making those appointments and arranging what like making their own medical choices of what treatments or they want or don't want etc and so I'm trying to like teach them how to be an adult in certain ways but also hang on but it's it feels like now that it's senior year it's just it's gone to the wind I have to keep letting go more and more and I'm going to be bad at it I know I will so I just wanted to let all you mommies know that like parents all you parents know that it can get so crazy ridiculously funny like don't turn you turned off the water wrong but it can also get so emotionally challenged to the point where you're just like holy crap how am I ever gonna cope with this everything I've ever known as a parent is different and that's where I'm at right now. Everything I've ever known as a parent is different. And they don't have their licenses yet because COVID delays government. It takes forever to get a test scheduled. But they're working on it and they are they have enough money to buy their own car. And I'm sitting here going, oh, dear God, now then then you'll just like you'll just leave, leave the house. And I, God knows where you'll be. And I know I won't be privy to everywhere they're going to be after their senior year I'll be privy because they'll live here but they don't need to tell me where they're going I just need to know when they're going to come home so that I know when to expect them because if they don't come home on time then I know they're not safe and I need to check on them but I won't know where they're going I don't get to control when they come home I don't give get to give them a curfew anymore it's just things like that that I know are going to go by the wayside and They've been doing a lot of their own college planning. They've been doing, they're making a lot of their own school choices for post-secondary. And that makes sense. That's their lives. It's just like, I feel like almost like a bad parent because I'm, they're doing it all themselves. But at the same time, I'm sitting here going, well, no, this is the way it's supposed to work. So I'm actually being a good parent, letting them do, you know, things by themselves and learn things on their own. And make their own mistakes and learn from them. So yeah, it's just redonkulous. It can get ridiculous like that. I'm sitting here worrying about letting go. I have to worry about things like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. 
but true story you worry about substances you worry about drinking thank goodness my children have not dabbled in that I can say that confidently I should say that I know of but I can say it confidently I would I would hope I would know also they both feel very strongly about not using any substances right at the moment because we have an addiction history on our both sides of their family so they don't really want to mess around with that right now so that's positive for me and then man rock and roll I don't care rock and roll you do you on the rock and roll but the sex part makes me nervous only because diseases and pregnancy, but also I don't want them getting hurt, sexually assaulted type hurt, but also feelings hurt. And also I don't want them thinking they need to do certain things for certain people to love them. And believe you me, that is a conversation that we had at like 10 years old. <laughs> then there's the whole, so going along with sex, there's the whole clothing choices that they're wearing they're wearing different clothing they're exploring exploring their bodies they're like they have they're young women they have they're adorable like young women and they're very cute um I, if i do say so myself they're my adorable daughters so of course i think they're cute but these little girls they're not little they're they have woman-sized bodies and are dressing them in such ways that i'm not ready for and there have been times where I'm like, no, girl, you cannot wear that out of the house. And there, it's just the explanation that I have to give. of It's a double standard. But unfortunately, some people receive the way you're dressed as an invitation. And my daughter is completely right. I should be able to dress my body however I want. And screw them and I'm not sending them a message I'm wearing what I want to wear because I like what I'm wearing and I'm like true story girl more power to you you are totally right I'm just telling you from experience in this society what what can happen as a result of what you're wearing and I am not saying that a person who is sexually assaulted that's wearing skimpy clothing should deserve that at all that is, do not misconstrue that that is not what I'm saying at all I am saying there are people out there that are not smart enough to receive what a woman wears or what a person wears as some sort of a message to their, an invitation to their body. It is at no fault of the person wearing the clothes. It is at the fault of the person interpreting the clothes as a message when clothes are just clothes. So we've had some lessons learned. We had uh, one instance where my daughter, she was wearing shorts and like pretty short. It was, they're really hot. It was hot outside. It was summer, super hot. And we're up north at the lake and she's wearing short, like some shorts. They weren't, they're not like her butt cheeks are not hanging out, but they're decently short. And she's wearing a tank top that is like a little cropped, not completely cropped, but a little bit. And she took the dog on a walk and she returned very quickly explaining that she got hooted and hollered at and she didn't like that. And I didn't say anything at the time. I haven't said anything since, but it like, there's your lesson. That is what I'm talking about. That can make you feel uncomfortable. Still, you do you. Like it's gotten to the point where I am 40 years old in my life. I will wear whatever the heck I want. And I, my skin is thick enough now that I'm prepared to I guess, diffuse the messages that people think they're receiving. But she's she's young. She doesn't have that experience just yet. So it's stuff like that. It's it's um, my one daughter's in a long-term relationship. It's kind of, you know, one time she was upset that her boyfriend didn't 
respond appropriately to her being upset about something or something like that. I don't remember the specifics. I asked her, did you tell him how you feel? Did you communicate clearly what, why you were upset? Well, no, he should just know. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, he shouldn't just know. You have to communicate in a relationship, in any relationship, not just a romantic one. You need to be transparent about what you want and what you need and what you need help with and what your feelings are. Otherwise, it's just a guessing game and that's not fun for anyone. Stuff like that. It's like, holy crap, just stuff that I was like, whoa, this is a lot. I was not prepared. You know, teaching your kids colors and shapes and letters and numbers. If you thought that was hard, you just get ready for the things that like sneak up on you that you have to teach them like something like that. So yeah, it's been a wild ride with these teenage years. And I know my kids are good kids. Like I'm very blessed. My kids, they don't sneak out. They come home when they're supposed to come home. They both have jobs. They try their hardest that they can at school. They get good grades. They're very responsible in trying to explore their post-secondary lives. They're very responsible in many of their medical matters. It's just the attitudes and the blatant refusal sometimes to help. And that's the stuff that is like, oh, God, this is the stuff that comes with a teenager. I know that the the self-centeredness, because, you know, we are developing our ourselves, who we are as teenagers. So the self-centeredness makes sense as a developmental stage. I know I remember ch my child development class and then the attitudes rebellion it makes sense once again they're trying to establish who they are separate from me separate from their dad separate from their complete whole family their household they're, they're trying to just stand on their own too and i know that these are normal things for them to be doing but what i was unprepared for was my emotions surrounding it because i will tell you i am blindsided almost every day and it can be so exhausting as a parent. And I love them. Oh, my God. Just the same as I did when they were babies. But man, oh, man, they drive me way crazier than they ever did. And it's just it's to the point where I'm like, OK, I got to walk away before I like lose my ever loving crap on you. Yeah, got to go. And. Sometimes them being responsible can come in the funniest formats. Like I said, I had talked to my daughters when they were young about relationships and sex and, and birth control. And, you know, I talked to them before they even got their periods about this stuff. Surprise, surprise, I'm a nurse. Surprise, surprise, I'm a postpartum nurse. I've taken care of teen parents. I'm sitting here going, okay, let's talk about birth control, girls. So they knew from a very young age. Talk to your mom. And I know everyone has different feelings about this. We're not here to talk about your feelings on if teenagers should be having allowed to have sex, if teenagers should be on birth control. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to tell you, I know what hormones are. I know what kids want to do at that age. I, I was one. And so you just have to prepare your child and give them the right tools so that they are prepared for all situations that they encounter and they have all the tools in their toolkit for the decision they're about to make, which if they're about to make the decision of having sex, you better well have given them the tools to do it safely. That is my opinion. So 
they've known from a young age, you know, even if you're on the birth control pill, you have to be using condoms because STDs and because also sometimes birth control pills fail. So very, you know, very open and honest about that. And then this is, this is where it gets really funny. Cause you're just like, this is so ridiculous. It's funny, but it's so ridiculous because I was like, what were there? Okay. So here's the story. Let me set the scene. It was my niece's 19th birthday party and it's a crowded restaurant it's a sports bar type restaurant and you know we have there's a lot of people there we have a long table full of people up and down both sides and my daughter leans over to me and she's like and I'm like yeah I think it's time that we get birth control and my face is like And my husband's across from me at the table and he's like, what's going on? Are you okay? What's happening? I I'm confused. Like I was like, I'll tell you later. Can't talk about it right now. And I just turned to my daughter and I said, okay, we'll talk about it later. But I'm just like in the, in the sports bar at the, at the birthday party, you're telling me this, this is what's happening. So it was like, we're having a serious issue here. Like we need birth control, the hilarity of it all and ridiculousness, because here we are. And this is how she tells me. I just have to be thankful that she told me anyway, the duality of parenting. I was just telling my mom, Ugh, the duality of parenting. She was like, what do you mean? I'm like, how they drive you seriously crazy, but you love the hell out of them at the same time. How it can be completely hilarious, but also so maddening at the com- at the same time. Duality. So if you're sitting in that duality, any duality right now, but especially the teenage one, holy buckets, am I overwhelmed. And I'll admit it. I'm just doing the best I can. I am swimming, just trying to stay afloat, just trying to keep my head above water. And I'm going to be honest, I think this has been the hardest parenting stage. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. It's a doozy. So just get ready, buckle up. And remember that those teenagers were once those little tiny babies that you smushed and kissed and hugged for hours on end. And they'll be back. My mom reminds me. If it's not something you're going to worry about in five years, my mom says, then just let it go. If the shorty shorts aren't something you're going to worry about in five years, and let it go. So I, I'm just going to have to take the advice of my mom on that one. And I guess I'm giving you the same. If it won't matter in five years, if it doesn't have a major consequence on their life that will still a lasting impact in five years, let it go. Try to laugh. Man, go get some self-care. Talk to other parents about it. Talk to your partner. If you have one, just talk to anyone going through this thick of things or anyone who has been through it if you are lucky enough to still have your own parents around talk to them about this because they know they parented you and I have a feeling that if your house is anything like my house you're sitting here going oh that I do that they oh oh, they're like me and I I do see myself in my girls even when they're not behaving the way I would like them to they have their mom's mouth. They have their mom's stubbornness. They have their mom's fight. You know, I will fight for what I want. 
they have those things for me. And I, I just laugh because I'm like, it's like arguing with myself. So talk to your parents because they probably have some good advice for you. All right, mommies, we're going to wrap it up till next episode. You guys have a lovely time of day, whatever time you're listening to this. And please go check out my website. I would love it. I have it up and running. I know if you've been looking at it, you might not have, you might have seen it's coming soon. Well, I finally have it up and ready. I had to revamp it right along with this podcast. And there's also information about my other podcast on there. That's a little more PG-13-ish, just due to swears. But so go check out my website mommymentorpodcast.com and you can follow me on instagram at my mommy mentor and please rate like follow the show tell your friends i just i want to help as many people as i can so tell everyone you can safe parenting out there mommies have a great day